Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy. It's simple. It's fun to use. And like me, I'm not very technical oriented. Again, easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy. If you get what I mean. So again, go to Anchor FM, sign up. And uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of My Third Eye. Uh, today we have returning guest Stein Fox coming in from the Netherlands. We're going to talk Tartaria again, do a little part two to the uh, first part of our uh, you know episode that we did. You guys showed uh, showed him a lot of love, and, and and me me too. It's probably my most listened to episode, so I appreciate that. Everybody that you know tunes in and tunes in on daily, or I should say weekly. Um, but yeah, you can find uh, Stein Fox over at Telegram and the Grey Horde and Pagans. And I have good news. He just started up a podcast. Or, so once that is uh, up and running, I will uh, 
link his stuff in in show notes that way if you guys are curious to you know check out his new podcast uh when it starts up that would be awesome show him some love on that note do not forget to hit kelly fish up on um ig go get yourself some curcuma i have ryan d on it he chose to order you know himself and he messaged me uh today um about it and he said his lower back pain is almost all but gone and he's only been on it for two days so go hit her up um the magical curcumin the 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 golden stuff that you put in a nice cup of tea or a hot cup of coffee and uh you know, hits you at a cellular level. Um, if you don't want to go to uh, IG to find her, you know, hit her up at Kelly Joy Wellness. I'll put the uh, the website in the show notes. That way, you can you know check it out and go to the website. And there's tons of t- uh, not tutorials, but uh, you know, testimony of people uh, you know writing in telling them how it has benefited them. So again, you know, go give go give her some love. Follow her. You know, check out this product. I, I can't recommend it enough. Um, it's it's helped me in so many ways you know i say it all the time i don't have any more tennis elbow my my back pain my my i used to get like ten, tension uh cramps and in, in between my shoulder blades at the top I, I don't get them anymore so uh again yeah go get some i i highly urge you to also please go show my good friend ryan dean from dangerous world podcast over on youtube some love Go like and subscribe his page, as well as mine, you know. I'm going to probably upload another uh, episode here shortly within the next few days or so, um, or a week. I have to go through and, you know, kind of be a little picky on which ones I can and cannot release. But, it, like I said, go go like his YouTube page, um, like and subscribe, you know. He, he puts up some, some good content. There's some content over there that... Um, you can listen to the podcast, but without seeing the, the visual presentation that uh, his one guest gives, you're, you're, you're missing out on a whole bunch. Um, also, go give both of us a like and uh, a five-star review on Apple iTunes and Spotify. I cannot recommend that enough. It helps me grow, helps him grow. And, you know, I, I love I love getting the feedback, you know, when, whenever somebody leaves a review. So... On that note, you know where to hit me up. Uh, if you have any information or, you know, a topic that you want to cover, email me. You know, mythirdipod at gmail.com. Get a hold of me on Instagram at mythirdipodcast. T.me forward slash mythirdipod. And YouTube, you know, mythirdipodcast. Go like and subscribe that, you know, show uh, show me some love there as well. Uh, be sure to check out Lines of Destiny. Uh, that is my most viewed and probably most... I don't know, information uh, dropping at one time in three hours and 45 minutes. It, it was a good a good episode. I do plan on, hopefully, here in the near future, releasing that on the audio end. But like I said, go show some love. And on that note, enjoy the show. Welcome back. We have uh, a returning big hitter. Um, my most viewed, or not viewed, but listened to um, episode was on Tartaria with Stein Fox from the Netherlands. Um, some of you may know and that have 
heard heard that episode. He's my only person in the Netherlands that listened to me, reached out <laughs> and wanted to talk Tartaria. And on our first episode, we touched on way too too many d- different topics, but it, it's a, it's a subject that has so many different topics. And tonight, um, I bring you back uh, Stein Fox. That way, he he has um, more information on it, and we're gonna we're gonna ac- actually focus more on, on this. And uh, let's hear what you know Stein has uncovered in in you know his research with with, with the whole thing. So. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stein Fox. Yes, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Tartaria. Last time we uh, we took it really, really broad, touched on a, a lot of um, different subjects, delving into a lot of different rabbit holes having to do with Tartaria. So I thought it'd be awesome for um, <clears throat> that for part two that we. Um, just narrow it down a bit to uh, to two particular topics. Um, first one being a uh, a very popular one, also one that you will uh, see come back a lot, which are melted buildings and the um, that's the mountains that we see um, and the and uh, the bigger hills are all um, or were at one time um, castles, like complete castles, but have by some means um, melted and just turned into what we now see as, um, yeah, as as mountains, as hills, or just giant rock formations. On on that, because when I first heard heard the melted mountain, um, thing brought up with Tartaria, my mind immediately went to modern day. Okay. So I'm like, well, there's no s- melted steel or, or anything, you know, in these mountains, obviously there's ore and, and, you know, other yeah. minerals and what have you, but you just hit on something that actually answered the question I, I, I had. And you said they were basically old castles. So to me, that's saying they were, they were built out of stone um, yes. and natural materials. And at yes. one point they got so hot that they actually melted. Yeah, that's, um, that's what they say. Yeah. Uh, at least, um, do they, one do, of the, uh, do they know sorry? why they, do they know what caused the melting? Um, or, or theories? Yeah. Just a giant heat wave coming from from somewhere that's that's still a uh, a big question like mm-hmm. we um we know that you know a lot has melted and but that like to melt rock to melt solid rock it has to get so incredibly hot and um i believe that in the first episode on Tartaria, uh, we also touched a bit on that it could be um, something like direct energy weapons. Yes. Um, And, you know, it may be, but um, I've also seen theories that um, at one time, and this is also um, written in the Bible, actually, that the sun, like our sun was... 10 times as hot and that our moon actually gave off the heat of mm. one sun. So um, it wouldn't surprise me at all that 
um, that that at least was part of why it melted. But I couldn't say, I don't know if like those millions of kilometers, millions of miles away, like even times 10, I still don't know if that would be enough heat to um, here on Earth actually melt rock. But um, I imagine it sure helped with um, yeah. with raising the temperatures. And well, that, um, that even kind of goes back to, you know, we're taught that, you know, if you believe in the dinosaurs and what have you, um, the whole world was a tropical and much warmer planet at one point. For sure. And, you know, for sure. So that does kind of lead into the, you know, okay, if the, the sun was giving off more heat and, and the moon, as you're saying, um, could have melted, you know, these castles. So yeah, it, yeah it's interesting. They're all melted from the from the top down. Like um um I've got I forgot the, the name broke uh, like a marshmallow, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so the heat had to come from above because if the heat would come from below it would have just melted into the ground right um kind of like you see with lava and volcanoes yeah for example but it well it had to reach those temperatures because mm. i mean lava or magma it, that's molten rock but um then coming from above so i like that's still something where uh we're trying to uh, to figure out in the uh, Tartaria community, um, but it's it's really difficult. And um, but that would also explain a lot of the um, of the cave systems that we see. If the sun was indeed at least ten times hotter, then either you have to um, like you can't live on the surface of the earth. You burn alive. So either you'd have to go um, underground or live in uh, in caves. And a that, that makes a lot of sense because they're discovering a lot of um, newer caves. And you know, here here in the United States, if you look at the the national cave system, it actually pretty much lines directly under all of our national forests, and then that goes into yeah know, missing four one one. But, uh, you know, oh, yeah. I was watching this one documentary or started it. it it's a longer one. It's the uh, the I, I forget it. I'm going to I won't even mention it because I'm going to you know, <laughs> murder, murder the name of it. But uh, anyway, they, you know, talking about ancient civilizations, how they were digging these um, ornate wells and the geometric geom geometric patterns to them and going down, 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 down for the water table. Yeah. And but there were steps always going down. So if the water table dropped they could get to it or if it rose, you know, they, they, they still had access. And, you know, like you said, if, if, if it was that hot, you know, they, how did they have this technology and tools to, you know, dig these elaborate caves, you know, we're talking. Yeah. Which is also rock. a thing or, or you'd have to, um, to find a way or to, um, like just direct that heat at, um like at the the face of the mountain as to like melt a um a tunnel into it mm -hmm. um but you know you'd have to do that fast because you know living on the surface that's that's a no-go right. um one of the uh more well-known 
um, national monuments in the U.S., which is a good example of that, is the um, the Bandelier National Monument, mm. uh, which I believe spans uh, at least into Colorado, um, which, according to the official sources, had um, no road leading up to it until the 1930s. Um, But somehow there is this giant cave system and a lot of um, what looks like molten rock Hmm. So what was this called again? Because I, I live here in the uh, States and I'm, I used to actually live out West and I, that one, I didn't uh, ring a bell. Bandelier National Monuments um, should Bandelier. be on the, um, I believe on the border of Colorado and the state west of that. My... Utah, I believe. Yeah. I, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Um, but yeah, that, that place has also been plagued by, um, by a lot of fires, a lot of forest fires, uh, which is a very popular way of, um, of erasing evidence. Um, and yeah, like no, no official road, no actual road leading up to it till the 1930s, which is funny because yeah that's not all that long ago you know what i mean but then that no plays into the world I mean, right around the world fairs and it's close to 100 year old uh yeah. <laughs> time flies um yeah. <laughs> but yeah ni- 1930s is uh is also yeah at the time of the world fairs and, and when the um you know when tartaria really starts to um to get known as as an empire so i thought that was a uh a funny coincidence or well, coincidence that um that they said the mid 30s um uh actually in 2011 there was a big um big forest fire uh supposedly caused by a um a tree falling down on a power line and which made me think because there has been uh a huge fire in uh in colorado near where my near where my fiance lives which had also been caused by um a tree falling on a power line so um i don't know if it's somehow connected but i know that um fire destroys a whole lot of evidence um they removed a lot of bridges and um, the bridges that are still there, like sixty of them, are not uh, are not available. Like sixty bridges, you can't go over, so you're very limited to just mm. one part of um, of the national monument of the national park. Right, so, kind of like Antarctica, you're only limited to a certain part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, if I mean, I get that. You know, a fear of um, flash flooding is also uh, right happens also there are a lot of fires so yeah i get that you don't want too many people spread out over the uh over the national park over the national monument but to close down 60 bridges yeah that's a lot you're hiding something if you are confining people to that small of an of an area then mm-hmm. something's 
something's up and it's not flash flooding or fear of forest fires. Right. It's the, uh, probably the discovery of some truth. Yeah. And they, um, whoever they maybe need to, uh, to figure that out and um, like what it is and see if they can well, either use it or destroy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, of course you don't want to, uh, you don't want the public eye to, uh, to see that too. Um, another really, um, really big one, which is, um, which has a very interesting story attached to it is the city of Petra in Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually been there myself. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I was, oh dear, how old was I? I believe I was like 15, 16 years old when I visited that on a, um, a three-week round trip with my uh, my parents and my siblings. Oh, nice. Uh, a three-week round trip uh, started in Jordan, ended up in Egypt. And of course, you have to uh, to visit the city of Petra. Right. Um, which, again, is a, um, a Roman-style building is built into the into the mountain wall into mm-hmm. the mountain face um again with the roman style yeah uh, it seems to be very popular um among architects um i wonder why that uh, is i mean it's i mean it's it, it's, it, it is a beautiful design you know don't absolutely get me wrong, but. absolutely but it comes back much too often and like like every architect every engineer that is designing a new building of well let's just say tartaria size um somehow is always going for roman for the roman mm-hmm. look um and uh petra is supposedly what's written in the in the bible also the place where moses um, struck water with his uh, with his staff as to um, keep the people he was leading through the the desert from hydrating um, or from to um, keep them from dehydrating. Um, also, a very big uh, big cave system again, supposedly um, just built into the into the wall, and you'll see. You'll actually see the um, the stone um, dripping down, or like what, what looks like just Almost dripping like down. Wax. Yeah, only stone. Yeah, that that's yeah, it's wild. Yeah, and the um, the story how it's been um, how it was discovered like is so odd because. Um, Let's see, it was first discovered and used by the um, Crusaders in the 12th century. Okay. But then it took until 1812 when it uh, came into the public eye again, when it was discovered again. So that's... You said 1812? 1812. And it was first used and discovered by the Crusaders in the 12th century. That's several hundred years. Yeah. Like, and obviously countries and, and, and other nations had been 
traveling through there and around the world by that time, you know, you think it would have been heard of. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the Crusaders, they, they documented a whole lot. And I mean, sure, those, some of those documents we still can't see, but um, like not rediscovered until 1812. That's mm-hmm way too long well that kind of fits into what you were saying how um there's about 700 to a thousand years um added to our timeline yeah and it's uh it was discovered by a um a man named uh burghardt who was backed by um sir joseph of the joseph banks from the Royal Society of England, um, so connected to the royals. Mm, I wonder if there's any. What you? Uh, what do you have a a year around when this was? Um, forgot to write that down. I mean, it's, it's I see, no big deal. Should, the, the only reason I should, asked is it should be. Um, I think somewhere around 1815, 1820. Okay. And because right around um, 1913, uh, the Pilgrim Society was formed. And um, I did an episode with Ryan Dean from the Dangerous World podcast on the Pilgrim mm-hmm. Society and how actually they're more the root of all secret societies than, yeah. than what we, we know about today. And yeah, heard that, you brought heard that, that up. So I was just like, yeah. oh, that's kind of a, a coincidence. Yeah. No, but he went to uh, Burkhardt, Sir Burkhardt, Mr. Burkhardt, whatever, went to a whole lot of trouble. He actually went to uh, Cambridge University to learn Arabic. Um, So, you know, he could interact with the locals. And on his way east, he heard of a a Dr. Seetzen, I believe, who was... Um, also in search of Petra, but um, unfortunately, somewhere between uh, England and Petra, he found himself um, murdered, which only piqued Burkhardt's interest, um, which I think is kind of gruesome. But like, if you hear one of your esteemed colleagues being murdered while yeah. looking for a certain place um i i'd think twice um i'd be like okay well maybe i should postpone it um but he only got more interested went to um aleppo in syria where he bought a house took lessons in arabic from a um a local there, so he really made an effort to uh, to learn Arabic, which is a very hard language to speak, yeah. especially coming from the uh, the Western countries. I know when I was in Saudi Arabia, uh, when I was in the Air Force, just learning the uh, Arabic numbers, just so we could write down license plates and keep track of um, yeah third, third country nationals coming in and off base. Dude, that that took me about probably a week or two just so it was like i didn't have to look at a cheat sheet you know what i mean i was just like yeah because it's a lot of the a lot of the writings are so similar but just off by maybe like a slight curve or maybe an added dot or you know and you're right i mean i couldn't even imagine trying to learn to speak or write the language 
Yeah, and he he really made a, a conscious effort to learn the uh, the language for his travels. Um, he even uh, went as far to uh, pay for protection from local uh, local sultans or local leaders. No. Um, but after um, sacrificing a goat or witness the sacrifice of a uh, a goat at Petra, he uh, turned right around in fear of being unmasked. Oh. So he went through all that trouble, found a financial backer, learned Arabic, bought a house, bought protection. And one event supposedly scared him off and he turned right back around. I wonder if it was more than just a goat or if that, you know what I mean? Maybe that's what they said just so people, yeah, because, you know, you, you, your country has a lot of rural places just as ours, you know, Mm. slaughtering an animal, even if it's just for food, isn't that terrifying of an act, you know what I mean? Or even the act of hunting. So did they do this in a, in a really like almost satanic style that that you know what i mean like to me like when you said oh a sacrifice of a goat i'm just like i don't know this doesn't sound that scary at all and but yeah of course it's uh it's a goat who they uh sacrifice on an altar at um at petra but that made him um fear being unmasked Hmm. like but he bought protection from the local leaders right he bought a house. He mingled among the um, the people that lived there. So he got to know people. Of course, he still had to kind of lay low because um, it's, it's quite, still quite the excursion. And I can imagine uh, back in the 1800s, it wasn't as easy um, as, as it would be now. And you wouldn't see that much westerners um in the east so we're told yeah uh (laughs) like of course of course like everything you're you're told you have to think twice about um but i I just i just think that something doesn't add up there like why go through all that trouble you know get a financial backer uh make your way to aleppo syria um, move in with a local and learn Arabic from him as well by protection from, you know, the, the more local higher ups and then one goat sacrifice. And you're like, I'm out. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, there's certain parts over there that still do sacrifice goats and, and sacrifice Probably. An, animals Probably. In, in general, you know what I mean? So like, I, I know that's um, especially the, um, the Bedouin, mm-hmm. the, um, the arabian yeah gypsies basically um desert dwellers like if they have uh long trips to the desert i don't know where i saw this but they'll actually uh for nutrition they will uh sacrifice a uh, a goat one of their goats and mix the um, the blood with uh with fresh milk mm. so goat's blood with goat milk and they'll use that as uh, nutrition and hydration from for themselves through those 
long trips uh, to the desert. So, um, yeah, of course, it, it still it still happens. You know, if you're if you're a goat herder, then yeah, sometimes you know a goat's yeah. gotta go. And if you uh, if you have to please the gods or God singular um, right. in Arabia, of course, then yeah, of course, sacrifice one. But I just I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Um, no, that, that, I don't know. There's something up with that. Yeah. That just doesn't, Yeah, you know, it, it adds up all the way to the point till you get to the sacrifice of a goat. And then it's like, it, it, what, you know, <laughs> you leave, yeah, you're, you're just, left scratching your head. It's like, like you said, you go through all this trouble, you get financially back, you learn Arabic, you hire your basically your own private security and then you go there and they're sacrificing a goat and you're like, nope, sorry, dude, peace out. I'm gone. Yeah. What? But of, uh, in fear of being unmasked, right? Like being, being caught. But isn't that why you bought that protection? Isn't that why you yeah. got to know the, the locals? <laughs> like he moved in with the local that he learned Arabic from he could have been unmasked right then and there. He could have been unmasked as soon as he arrived in Syria. He could right. have been unmasked at any point. So why, like at the very end of your trip, when you have, when you have come that far, when you have gone through all that trouble, spent all that that time and money, because in the 1800s we're not talking taking a plane to no. to Syria. That was probably, that's a long trip, uh, either by boat or by land. You know, depending on where you're coming from. Yeah, um, I mean, from England, I I'd say that a lot had to be done over lands. Um, it's not easy getting there by boat. Like you'd have to sail all the way down and around africa and then yeah through. yeah and and like you said e- e- even land i mean you're talking horseback you know so we're told um or or carriage or carriage at, at least which like isn't that much more comfortable no um and then you got to worry about feeding and making sure there's water for your for your animals not just for yourself and you know you have proper supplies right. and enough money on the way yeah. to you know maybe and hope buy you don't get some. robbed that too that too so just the trip from england to syria alone especially in the 1800s that's i mean that's something you can only do either if you're backed by the rich or you are rich yourself like i mean i'm lucky that at 30 years old i already got the witnesses witness um witness petra and 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 travel a lot but that's you know because i have been so fortunate that my um my parents always had a had a good job and you know saved saved up and sometimes got lucky so they're well off but they worked for everything they had so and still it's not no. that common to just you know as a you know, just your basic, yeah, I could basic European <laughs> everyday Dutchie. I mean, I'm I'm as Dutch as can get. You know, blonde hair, blue eyes, six feet. Yeah, you know, and then to go to um, to Jordan and and Egypt. Not a lot of people can can do that. Not still, not a lot of people can uh, 
afford that. Right. And yeah, I don't know. There's just, there's something off. Uh, like just, first of all, like it, it took so long, like those hundreds of years for it to be rediscovered, rediscovered yeah. quote unquote. And uh-huh. then it is rediscovered. And as soon as he gets there, he turns right back around because he's like, nope. Yeah, he 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 saw something more than just a goat being sacrificed, you know, and and the fear of being unmasked, like you said, that could have happened the moment he stepped foot in the village. I mean, you yeah. have a European there wanting to learn Arabic, and you know, he was, buying a, he was a Brit, so yeah, he was probably whiter than white, um, exactly. Speaking with you know the the English accent and you know and speaking the Queen's English and you know oh yeah I mean come on I mean you 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 were you he was literally unmasked from the moment he walked into that village so <laughs> the moment he stepped he set foot in in Syria or just in in the Middle East in general like uh-huh. I mean Turkey is on the border of like. Europe, Asia, Middle East. So he could have been stopped there. He could have been stopped and questioned and sent back at any point of the trip. And if if he witnessed more than just a, a goat sacrifice or the, um, you know, because he, he felt he couldn't linger. Like that, that's the, um, that's, the lingo they used in uh, in what I what I read, what I saw mm-hmm. about it, he felt like he couldn't linger there. That's weird. Yeah, it's very very specific. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't know I don't. And what was I this mean, guy's I'm name even, again? Um, Burkhardt. Burkhardt. That's right. And what I'm the... I'm even questioning if he really turned back around or if that's just the story that we're told mm-hmm. you know if he's you know, we're told so much fake shit you know and, and, if and that's kind of why i was hitting so hard on on the sacrifice of a goat it's like yeah why why are you selling this this story like come on now and if he's backed by um by english royalty they're not gonna let him go back after maybe not even a day of actually being at or, or in the, the city of Petra. Because they it's it's their money he's spending. Right. So, I mean, come on. I mean, as an inve- investor, I, I kind of probably would have been pissed that I, I invested in you just for you to turn around. That's like... Um, say you're a millionaire you're investing in a company they're doing good doing good doing good and then one day they just said no we're, we're done and you know and you I, guys don't, I don't, piss I don't off. feel like it anymore or yeah I'm, I'm i got i got scared so i just i quit sorry about your money but yeah that, you, like you don't want to you don't want to piss off english royalty no like you, even nowadays scary I mean, come on yeah oh, yeah still <laughs> still <laughs> you could that that even goes into what they did to the kids in canada you know what i mean the the indigenous people oh geez yeah (laughs) i mean come on now they're these these guys are they're evil at their core yeah and that's like more 
modern day mm -hmm. we have modern or modern media that actually can like dig up and record those that right. stuff like imagine in the 1800s yeah it, when it's, it's mostly still, word of mouth and barely a newspaper you know what i mean like yeah like printing press was just a thing for a couple hundred years but not even that widespread and only right. for like the the elites or you know upper class mm -hmm. um and uh again in in petra a big cave system where uh where people still live actually there are still people living in those caves oh wow see i didn't yeah. know that that that's that's amazing no i didn't i didn't either. Uh, I mean, I, I was at Petra as a uh, as a tourist, of course. When I uh, when I got there, so we got like the whole tourist spiel, right. and like this is popular and that's popular, and okay, let's you know, let's move. Yep, kind of like if um, uh, you know you, you'd go to the the pyramids. You know, you get the tourist. Been um, there, yeah. Been yeah. been there too. Oh boy, they try to sell you so many things. It's unreal. <laughs> um and it's it's so incredibly crowded there too nowadays um which also makes me question like if there are so many people coming there like surely there must be someone who is looking at all of that and asking questions right but for so far I don't know. I mean, I was I was 15, 16 uh, back then, so I wasn't asking questions. I didn't even know no, you're, what was, you're what was actually there. going on in the yeah, world. You're was, like wide eyed and taking everything I was, in. Like I was still in high school, you know. I was a I was a high school kid, so I was more worried about that. Right. But yeah, and um, it's uh, it's also being used in um, in a Indiana Jones movie. Of course, so mm -hmm. uh, even even Hollywood, of course, knows of the place and for sure knows of its significance. Um, but supposedly, it's uh, it's all carved out in in the rock, and it's huge. Now, this may be a dumb question, but uh, what kind of rock is it? Like, are, are we talking like limestone uh, or sandstone? sandstone okay so i mean sandstone. it's fairly easy to carve into to sandstone. yeah yeah but not, sure but still not super easy if, uh, you know what i mean especially that that high up right uh you know we're we're not talking like 10 feet we're talking more like 100 feet so. right and then wh where do you take all the rubble you know what i mean like are you hauling yeah. it out by basket or you know what i mean that that that's a grand scale architectural build at the yeah like just the the port of the of the city or the um, the, the entrance of the the city itself and then like not even to mention the the caves like yeah sure that's sandstone but it's still a big cave system and yeah like where, where do you leave all the rubble like you you can't just like smash it all back to sand again right. that takes way too much a effort. lot of years <laughs> yeah which uh which also makes me think and you'll see that in um in other 
um, monuments like that too. There is one in uh, Turkey as well, which is another very popular uh, tourist spots, uh, Cappadocia, Cappadocia, Turkey. Um, You'll see the insides of that cave where the people uh, lived. It's pretty, pretty smooth. Actually, smooth walls, smooth uh, level floor. We can't do this now with with sophisticated well we can but it it takes just, forever and it's such a yeah it, and you it's have too to much use, of a headache to even want to try and you 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 have to use so much water just to get it smooth or just to get mm-hmm. uh get through the rock um and cappadocia turkey has also has a lot of buildings where you can uh, really see the um the top down melting and of course they say you know oh no that's just you know it's always been like that and the the stuff you see carved out is what they carved out they just they were they're just standing rocks and they carved it out for some reason even though it looks like it's just melted like a marshmallow from the from the top down and another popular tourist spot um now is there um, and I kind of probably asked this the last time, you know, we talked, what, what technology did the Tartarians actually have? You know what I mean? Like well, to, a lot to, of, to do this. a lot of sound-based technology, yeah. uh, as well. Um, but like, even, even with sound, you don't like, even if you, uh, if you can, channel it that well you don't um you can't make those intricate details or no. um in there's um in peru i don't i don't know what it's called but everybody knows it like rocks or a wall stacked so tightly together that you, you can't fit a a piece of paper between yes. it I know what you're talking about. I'm drawing a blank in the name myself, but yes. It, it, and that's, that is precision. Paper's not thick at all. No, like just a, a pin or a piece of paper. Like it's so tightly stacked or molten together mm. maybe. Cause that's, that's also a thing I saw that um, the old, um, the Incan people of back then that they had some sort of technology to be able to um, to melt the rock, like melt it and, and form it. And but so why don't we have that technology now? Why is it not widely used? Because that would solve so many problems. Oh, it would. And, and even using sound to build things, um, you know, moving things with frequency or cutting or, you know, like, you know, you're saying with, you know, on, on this magnitude, you know, but melting it together, almost like welding rock on top of each other to the point. Yeah. It's not coming apart. That's why they're still standing today. And, you know, we're, kind of make, we're not make, talking, we're not talking bricks. We're talking huge as boulders. Yeah. I mean, so look at the pyramids. I mean, they're still yeah. still here. Could could have they been melted together? 
You know what I mean? Has anybody ever looked into that? Oh, that's a good one. I don't, I don't know. Because they're, they're very smooth. And, you know, from what we're told, you know, especially at, on their final design, I mean, yeah, they have weathered over the years, but it, from anything that I've ever looked at image wise, you know, on the computer or whatever, um, they look pretty packed tight. Like, I don't think you're going to get a piece of paper through them. Yeah. And that like even that like the ancient egyptians like the 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 famous one we know like tutankhamon and whatever like even for those people the pyramids were already ancient right and it's it's, it's i mean there is that theory out there that when, when they came across them they just absorbed it as if they built them even though they might have been built way before they ever got there which sure like if, if nobody in tartaria if nobody knows who built them why not take credits right i mean i i i can understand why you would do that like just look at the at the the size and even the uh the coordinates at uh, at which they're built and how it mm-hmm. uh lines up with um orion's belt mm-hmm. i believe um and those were supposed to be just three big triangle pyramids in the middle of a desert. <laughs> yeah, built by people using and slaves. Yeah, slaves, like <laughs> pulling it all the way, all the way there and all the way up. And we're talking stones weighing hundreds of, of tons. Like even with our tools nowadays, we have trouble if if not that it's near impossible to move stones mm-hmm. that big and that heavy, but supposedly they did it by sled. Right. And the, the quarry from which they and got their the stones. How did they get all these quote unquote slaves? Like they, they, were, they built, the Egypt- they built them, but they had to be massive. Right. And like but the Egyptians you- weren't really known for being, a, a huge military force from from anything that I ever remember being taught about. I mean, I mean they, they they were they had a mil- they had a military force, but they you know they weren't the Romans, right? Uh, they weren't going around conquering other nations just to get slaves to build these pyramids. You know what I mean? No, they and, were. And then you get told, no, they enslaved their own people. Well, then who the hell wants to fucking breed? You know what I mean? Yeah, or like if if not just their own people because i highly doubt that back then there would have been enough egyptians to enslave uh to build three massive structures like that and i i highly doubt that even nowadays there would be enough people in egypt to do that um and like pulled by by sleds out of a quarry miles miles away like not not even close through the hot desert to the place where the pyramids had to be built mm-hmm. and then like another question how the how did they get those stones on that sled right like just with, with just rope and sticks sure I'm sure that was it. That was it. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> uh, 
But nah. I, I don't know. Do you think they could have been uh, left over from from when Tar- Tartaria actually was more in a, uh, in and of existence? I think they're they're even older, older. than uh, older than that. Like I don't even I don't even know how old they are. But I'm willing right. to bet that. You know what's what's in the in the textbooks of how old they say it is like it's not even not even that it's probably even even older than that because if for the uh the, the romans and the what what we know as ancient egyptians mm-hmm. like if they already forgot who built it and even like if it if back then it was already um weathered and stripped of its its outer layer like then it must must have gone back like even thousands maybe tens of thousands of years before that um but i'm sure it has been uh been built using um sound technologies like Mm -hmm. they have in uh in tartaria or the, the kingdoms connected to it because levitation through sound is a thing it's something we can do um even today it's just we don't do it and we consider it you know something closer to a a pseudoscience Mm -hmm. um like you'll even see pictures or um yeah paintings on um on walls in Egypt where they have giants yeah. carrying those those stones. That I'll actually believe. If we're talking a, a giant human, maybe I don't know, 30 meters tall mm-hmm. with you know equal strength as size. That would be yeah. like us carrying a brick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you know, amplified times, I don't know how, how much, you know, like right. times 20, <laughs> maybe, because um, from what I've seen from those paintings, like they carry those those stones just under their arms. I mean, they're still big stones yeah. for them, but they carry it under their arms. You know, well, like you 30 would... meters is pretty big. Yeah, but, you know, it. it that, that's a not... tall being. And if you're that big, but and- if you're if you're talking stones, the the size of what we see in um, on the pyramids and how heavy they are, then thirty meters, you know, might not be that crazy if right if we're truly talking um, about you know giants carrying those stones. And I'm sure that was that was one of the ways that they did it. Um, could have couldn't have all been giants um and like speaking of giants in ancient egypt you'll see the um the pharaohs and the um um the religious people the head of the of the relig- of the the church there you'll see them depicted as being giant humans mm. and yeah that may have just been figuratively like you know they're they're the king so right. of course you know you're gonna depict them as being huge, um, but it wouldn't surprise me if they were actually that big. It wouldn't surprise me either, especially after 
if, if people listen to to Gary Wayne's um, stuff that he's done on the Genesis six project and the Nephilim of the Bible and, and, you know, the giants of the old world and, yeah. and he even goes into polytheism and, you know, and monotheism and, and, and ties it, you know, all, all together. And it, it, basically at the end of the day, he goes, it doesn't matter if you believe in one God or many gods, these beings actually existed at some point. And he even referenced uh, at some point that um, some of these were 30 meters, you know, tall by, you know, massive, just mass wide. And yeah, I mean, that would be the equivalent of us carrying a brick to put on a house. They're just picking them up. Like there ain't nothing. Okay. You know, throw them down, you know, yeah, stack them up. And like several dozen or a hundred miles through the desert. Like if you're 30 meters tall, I mean, yeah, it's still quite a walk, but not as much as you're as if you're, I don't know, like a five foot Egyptian. Right. You know, then like even good luck surviving that even if you're with like hundreds of them pulling at a at a sled you know like 100 maybe pulling them from the quarry and 50 when they get to the pyramid and the rest is just dehydrated and yeah. left there yeah it's crazy I mean, it, it, yeah what else do you have because i know you you said you you did some digging so we've only touched on two topics so far <laughs> yeah and I, yeah and I, and that's, I told that's you when, just when i was the, messaging uh, you i was like i'm gonna do my best not to get you off on a rabbit hole because <laughs> people people no, want to hear this yeah no but um let's see about the um about the heat i know some uh some more about that because you'll see those um especially here in uh, in Europe, for example, the uh, the Palace of Versailles is just an enormous palace. It's it's um, and there was a house at one point of King Louis the fifteenth, sixteenth. Just a a King Louis of France. There have been multiple. Um, and like, uh, how do you? heat up a place that big mm -hmm. like and we're we're not talking central heating we're talking fireplaces and uh and whatever so that um like it would make sense that if the sun was indeed 10 times as warm you wouldn't need fireplaces or or any heating to warm up a giant building like that because i know that one of the uh the later kings who inhabited that uh the palace actually moved uh his bedroom to uh, another smaller room in the palace just because he couldn't heat the room up hmm. it was too big just too big to right. to heat it up with any kind of fireplace or heating or whatever so he sought out one of the smaller rooms in the palace made that his bedroom because you know you want you don't want to sleep in the freezing cold no and like yeah still in france especially in the south of france temperatures yeah they can be they can be nice for sure but not you know let's build a 
a giant mansion spanning I don't know how much warm like it'd right. still be cold like uh, th- those things are built like you know for the royal so with with marble and a lot of just a lot of beautiful hard but very cold stone mm-hmm. and um, it takes a little bit to warm up stone i mean once it does warm up it, it will retain heat but if the room is too big and you don't have the proper heat source it it, it ain't never going to heat up especially not from from one fireplace no and um you'll see that a lot with the uh also with um the golden age mansions like those uh the big ass mansions that the uh the captains of uh of industry lived in mm-hmm. like they're huge and it must have cost a a small fortune just to uh to heat it up but with all the all the windows and like i don't know if isolation in in the walls was even a thing back then but you would have lost so much heat mm-hmm. but well, if, even even medieval castles didn't have windows yeah they were told like and th- those are those are stone mm-hmm. like it gets cold in there yeah i mean like you said yeah stone it will it it'll retain some heat but not enough to last you through the day and i know that in the in the middle ages they even had um at least the, the royalty living in those castles they had servants whose job it was to keep the fireplace on right like just keep it going because as soon as the fire dies out it gets so incredibly cold right away and doesn't matter how many blankets you have or how many how much you know straw or or hay or whatever you um you throw on the floor just to like have it retain some heat and yeah then it would make sense to me the 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 peasants or the commoners living in their 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 wooden and and grass shelters with a fire probably had it a little bit better in the colder months because it was a hell of a lot easier to heat something like that than than the royals you know what i mean yeah no yeah definitely and especially if you're um you know if you're covering your roof with uh with things like uh like moss for example um that isolates really good Mm mm-hmm but if you're talking a multiple story stone castle, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, then especially in the uh, in the winter months, that must have gotten so incredibly cold. Yeah. So, I my house is brick. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. it, it it does stay. It's easier to heat in the winter because it, you know, once the brick from the inside heats up, but when it gets really, really, really cold, I mean, my furnace still starts working a little bit over time, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not losing a lot of heat, but it's so cold from the outside. It's actually overpowering the heat that's coming from the inside because, you know, at the end of the day, brick is a form of stone and yeah. it, it, 
it radiates so much easier is it you know you could do a simple trick as in go stand on on concrete when it's cold in your bare feet and you're going to feel your heat just fucking zap right into that concrete or or even put a a hot pot of water and watch how 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 short of a time it takes to cool cool down i mean it just boom yeah yeah no i've 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 been there like bare bare feet on concrete when it's cold you're gonna want to put some some socks and and shoes on like right away because exactly you you feel like your feet are freezing off Mm -hmm. and uh yeah they had shoes back in the middle ages which was um actually more along the lines of um leather socks yeah i was gonna say more like rawhide you know yeah like a like a pullover yeah, and then uh, bind it with um, like either a piece of leather or a piece of uh, of rope or string. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's still, that's you know, not going to keep mean, you yeah, very warm. <laughs> it'll protect it'll protect your feet from from dirt, and yeah, it'll be a bit more comfortable than going bare feet. But it will not protect you from the cold. No. So unless yeah, you start adding if, fur. Which they, uh, which they of course do. Like if you're mm-hmm. going further up, further up north, you know, more towards the pole circle, then everything is. Or even where where you're fur. you're from, and you know the what everybody associates with Vikings. Um, Viking is a verb. Uh, a lot of yeah. people don't know, uh, <laughs> but the, you know the heathens <laughs> and what have you. You know, you you your culture got real accustomed to the cold, and. Pretty much in my we, mind, uh, we live in the cold. Yeah, we had to adapt. You spread to that it. technology to the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're talking about having to adapt to the cold, come to nor- come to northern Europe, and we'll tell you how it's done. Yeah, because it it gets it got cold. It gets cold here, especially in uh, in Scandinavia, because oh, it, it is you know so close to the to the pole circle, and even a part of Scandinavia is within the pole circle. And there are people living there, um, but yeah, like if if the sun was ten times as hot, and the moon would give off uh, the heat of one sun, then I imagine that even a big castle like that, yeah, that could be comfortable. Mm. Then it could, then it would be comfortable. Then it would, yes. And then, then there would that be explains enough why there wouldn't heat. be any windows and 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 everything else. They didn't need them. No, because it, it, you know, the heat from the sun and the moon was so much greater that okay, it's it, it's almost like living. I would say subtropic, if not hotter. Yeah, and we're talking Europe, like France, with the, the Palace of Versailles. But even the the, the Palace of Versailles is more northern uh france so it, it still does not get as warm there yeah it gets warm but if you're going more south more towards um towards spain that's where the real high temperatures are then uh there in the summer it gets you know 30 35 degrees celsius easy some parts maybe right. even even 40 celsius um but still that would not me enough to warm up a a big castle or a big palace. No, um, not now. 
no fr- france and uh like where i live in, in the united states in pennsylvania we're about the same climate temperature so you know what i mean like right now like today mm-hmm. we actually hit 50 but it was raining um kind of unusual for this this time of year but tomorrow it's supposed to be back down bitter cold you know you know teens you know yeah I mean, obviously you're like, oh, teens, I, I, I'd love to have teens, like <laughs> negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit where you're at, but <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I just live in a, um, yeah, apartments, building apartment block and it's all, uh, all concrete walls. And I can remember that actually a, um, a couple of years ago, my heater was broke in the, the dead of winter. I'm Ooh. talking mid-December it got no warmer than maybe 13 celsius Mm. and if you're surrounded by by concrete walls that gets really cold cold. it gets really cold especially when it's you know it's raining outside and snowing outside i had to put on three pairs of socks a a a t-shirt a sweater, a vest, bathrobe, oh, blankets, and still I was cold. Yeah. You you probably would have been better off going out and building a snow shelter and taking a candle inside there, and you were probably at, would have been warmer. <laughs> at, at some days, outside was warmer than inside. Like, yeah, if I had to crazy. warm up, I'd go outside. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I love the cold, the cold time of year. Um, I I don't deal well with the humidity and, and what have you, where, where I'm from, but, uh, I, I'm more of a dry heat kind of guy, mm. but to me, I, the cold, I can always put more on it when it gets hot in the summer and what have you, you can only take so much clothing off before you start getting arrested and yeah, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? But, you know, I, I don't know this, this time of year, you know, I, I throw on, you know, three, four, five t-shirts and a hoodie and, and I'm good. You know what I mean? If it gets real cold, okay. I might put on a jacket, but you know, I dress in layers and, and, and deal with it, you know? Yeah. But, and you know, with that cold time, I'm just talking about my living room, which maybe a third. Probably what? 20 bit, by bit 20. More, bit more than a, than a third of the, um, the entire surface of my okay. uh, of my apartment, and like just concrete walls, thirteen degrees. It was so incredibly cold. And this is, I mean, I'm living like I mean, not not that small to um, like a one bedroom apartment, so right. big enough for big enough, obviously um, for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and maybe like I moved in here with an, uh, an ex-girlfriend um she eventually moved out so you know even for two it's it's big enough right. um but like th- this is nowhere near castle size oh, no like concrete just concrete walls you're, on, you're on either side of me and it got so cold. I was wearing five, six layers and I still was cold. Like just imagine. Now, are you a single building or are you like part of multiple? Um, multiple, yeah, multiple, uh, multiple units. I got so, so uh, your neighbors building on both compl- ends yeah. and neighbors above me. So your whole building complex isn't even as big as a castle was back then to try and heat. No, like, no, not no, even, no, that was not, probably not like, even near, like maybe put, 
10 more? Oh, dear. No, no, not. No, 10, 10 is a bit. Well, five. I mean, if we're talking, yeah, five. Five. Maybe then then you're like getting close, like five and knock down some some walls. Oh, then you're yeah. you're getting close of um, what would be castle and um, the main bank is hall for example mm-hmm. like those things were huge like you you back in those days um the bigger ones you could serve a couple hundred guests oh in those big in great their, rooms yeah oh, dude <laughs> but you still had to heat those up as well yeah. oh absolutely through a fireplace a, a, a wood imagine fire. how much wood they had to have gone through just in one day entire forest in uh-huh. one day just to warm up one room in a so, big building yeah. which is which is another reason why it just doesn't it doesn't, doesn't add up it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense you know uh so the um yeah fervent heat it's uh it's called you know then yeah it would be comfortable living there then you could definitely easily warm up a um a building that size a, a a room that size you know a banquet hall three times my apartment and that's just one room right so now do you think they have the technology to because you see some of the technology of ancient rome um yeah do you think tartaria was ahead of that in, in, in the sense that okay to if if things weren't as warm um to have like a uh, piping running through the walls to heat water Romans from one central really fire the time. yeah you know what i mean it's to use one fire that heats the water and it travels all through the walls and kind of comes back kind of like what we have today with you know radiant heat with yeah you know because that's what my house you know you well, uses but maybe the romans actually um got it from like tartaria fi- found that that old technology and managed to um to implement it um not not taking away any credit from uh from the romans of right. course like they were way ahead of of their time but um especially during the um the renaissance mm-hmm. era uh coming from the middle ages to the renaissance like you'll see like all those uh, technologies just come out of nowhere right all of a sudden like we're told in the middle ages the the dark ages you know it was all very um very basic very bland and then all of a sudden from like the 1600s it got so big and, and beautiful and intricate and um like there's there's no way that like in in a span of what 50 years even they just managed to perfect all of it so maybe they did find some some old tech maybe the romans did too or at least because they partially and they set out to conquer the world and you know and the areas that they did go out in, in into are part of Tar- old tartaria and yeah they you know went I mean? as, so they went as far as uh, as northern africa all the way through um through europe here in the, the netherlands they 
Um, they got about halfway mm -hmm. uh, through the country. And, but they conquered so much land. They had to, they met so many people and probably saw so many different kind of technologies or, yeah. you know, what you, what you could call technologies. Um, and it, it wouldn't surprise me that, you know, if, um, if there was a, uh, a reset before that, and I believe there was, thanks Tim, kitty, <laughs> kitty claws. Um, oh, they hurt. Oh yeah. <laughs> I saw the yeah. pain on your face. And I was he, like, oh, he got clawed. <laughs> he keeps them nice and sharp. Um, but I, I, I do believe that um, before the, uh, what we now know as the, the Roman era uh, started, I believe there was a, uh, a reset before that so if there was a uh, a reset a mud flood mm -hmm. or whatever kind of, of reset you know maybe an, another heat reset um it would definitely not surprise me with how um like how far the romans came into europe and how like advanced they were even for their time that at least some of it if not most of it is um, old tech or just integrated right. old tech. Here's something for you. Now, what if the Romans set out and they discovered this technology from Tartaria, but their minds were not as advanced, so they took this technology back and tried to replicate it, and it, 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 it worked okay? But you know, just good enough to get what what they what they might have seen, and that's why technology might have regressed from from what they they saw and tried to replicate. But they couldn't do it to that scale. They did it to like a dumbed down scale, and it still happens. And and that might have been when the reset happened. And now that's what you know. Future goes off of is this dumbed down you know, replication of this high um, technology and always striving for it. And then Tesla comes around and it's like, oh, you got it all wrong. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't know. That's just something I was just, no, that, you were saying that. And I'm just that's like, definitely, Ooh. that's definitely an option. Like if you find some, um, some really old technology with, which um, looks very, well, futuristic, like we, we still find bits and pieces um, of what can be considered um, old technology that we don't understand. Right. Like, of course, you're going to get your, um, your brightest minds um, on the case of figuring out what it is. And yeah, I'm, I, I'm willing to bet that they, um, like they at least found out what it was or what it's right. uh, what it's supposed to do, but um, it's like with, maybe they they the, found the wheel, but but didn't cut off the corners of the square for a little while, and then eventually they they did, oh if we through, just through trial and error they yeah, yeah and that's came just a to very that level simple, again. Yeah, you know, that's you know visual that's for, certainly for, for the you know the listeners to to 
grass. That's certainly a possibility. I, well, yeah, I can, I can believe that. I mean, that still happens nowadays. Mm-hmm. We'll find things and, you know, get our, our researchers on the case of, okay, so what is this and how would it, how would it um, have been used? And is it something that's, um, that we can use now or, you know, just as is, or does it need any adjustments? So, yeah, definitely. Like the, it's in our nature to be, um, to be curious and to be mm-hmm. inventive. So if we find something that, you know, that we don't know or we don't we don't understand what it is, we want to know what it is. We want to know how it works and if we can implement it, if we can use it to our own benefits. And since the Romans were really ahead of their time with a lot of things, you know, even indoor aqueducts. plumbing, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Indoor aqueducts. plumbing. Yeah. Aqueducts, their 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 bathhouses. Um yeah. You know what I mean? And that and that's why I was saying if it, it, it maybe they took the technology from Tartaria because some of those bathhouses they would heat the water and then that water would actually end up going up if i'm not mistaken and heating the rest of the the house somehow yeah yeah which is still how we mm-hmm. heat up a lot of our uh, of our houses yeah um hot water through pipes and yeah and, and yeah and, and it's weird because it's like okay they took it they they tried to replicate it the best they could but mm-hmm. yet here we are it's 2022 and we still haven't gotten any further like why what what is holding us back from you know we can't go to the moon anymore we lost that technology bullshit um do i believe we went to the moon no um but but uh, that's a whole nother rabbit hole um (laughs) but (laughs) um but 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 taking this technology why have we not tried to 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 increase it because we have brilliant scientists brilliant engineers out there that then when somebody does come across something like the guy that that you know discovered how to run a a vehicle on water that could go 300 miles on like 28 gallons uh, of of water suddenly he's not found anymore and all his shit's just taken away so why don't they want us to have this technology like obviously well, I shouldn't I think... say obviously, but theoretically, <laughs> it did exist at one point, and that's why we're sitting here having this discussion. Yeah, you know what I mean, no, I think um, like w- with those resets, it's not like unfortunately not just that the um, the technology got lost; a lot of knowledge got lost as well, and like books and and manuscripts and whatever they they don't really preserve that well. Like no. once they're, once that's gone, it's gone, whether it be through water or mud or a fire, if it's destroyed, it's destroyed technology. You know, if it doesn't matter if it's stone or, or iron or steel or whatever, that gets preserved a lot better. So we'll find a lot of the technology, but as you said, just don't, know how to um how to implement it and then when there is someone uh, i think the water car is a is a great example 
um, like who who will find an alternative, you know, then yeah, it's just. I think it's because it it allows us to be um, to be free, to be independent, um, independent from big bankers, big mm-hmm. pharma, big governments. Because, um, like, we don't need all them. No, um, not at all. We're just so indoctrinated and and we've been told time and time and time and time again over generations hundreds of years like hey you need us because <laughs> we can provide this that at a certain point like if you tell a lie long enough it'll become truth because yep. everyone just stops questioning it and just takes it for what it is and that's also a way how a lot of knowledge gets lost because it gets suppressed because it doesn't benefit the the big ruling group. class. Yeah, the ruling class, the, the like you said, big pharma, big government. You know, if if they were really out for the people, what's going on in Canada right now wouldn't be happening. Oh, uh, Trudeau you, thinking he's tough. Yeah, you you know what I mean. Like, oh, you're really out for us. Oh, really? No, your true colors are actually kind of showing. And even here in America, yeah. I mean, we have our own set of problems with, with our governing body. You know, we, we got people in, 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 in politics that are, are in their late 80s. It's like, give it up. Like, like how do you have the best interest, interest of a 20-year-old a in, in mind? Yeah, but exactly. Like a 40-year-old at- or... At 80 years old, how do you still speak for the people? Right. Like you're way past retirement. You're like one foot in the grave yeah. already. But just yeah, even in politics, just too much, too much money, too much power. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe maybe that's why Tartaria disappeared. Uh maybe they realized that it got, the people could heavily... handle it. It got heavily suppressed, and I, I do think that um, at least some of those resets were not entirely natural, but mm-hmm. brought on by the um, by the the ruling class because you know we got too much uh, freedom, we became too independent, or we we've gained too much knowledge and. They got they got scared because they they felt um, the control slipping through their fingers. So, you know, we got them, we got some tech and the, the ruling elite like in in technology is like 30, 40 years ahead of us. And what we have is just you know trickle down. Right. Um. So for sure they would have had the means and the technology themselves even in the you know, 1930s, 1800s, whatever, to um, bring on a um, a reset, but like a reset for us, so that they can get back in uh, in control. And I think that's you know where um, where you also land again on the topics 
like um, direct energy weapons and how that may have caused some of these um, these molten buildings and structures. Because, yeah, sure, a lot of it is um, is definitely natural. Because I, I believe that in Brazil at the moment they have heavy um, heavy rain flows and huge mudslides going uh, through the streets. Um, I've, I've seen clips online. So that's just it's it's basically another mud flood. Mm-hmm. happening there but just on a uh, a much smaller scale and it can come from um from just it, it doesn't just happen from heavy rainfall like it, it can come from from underground yeah as well um and you'll see that a lot you know biggest example being sinkholes like you're just oh, totally. driving driving down the road, and all of a sudden you're in a a huge ditch, ten meters deep and about as wide, because the the ground literally just sunk underneath you. And um, I've seen pictures and videos from that um, that happening in Australia and Japan. Pan, I believe mm-hmm. like you'll you'll see cars just you know the the drivers and passengers see like they're in the ground they're in yeah. the mud just <laughs> yeah. sticking out there's actually a show um my wife and I had started watching uh they wrapped up like the the first season or first half of the season and uh I'm drawing a blank on it but basically um out in California where the, the, they call them the tar pits or the old, um, mm. mud pits where the dinosaurs supposedly, you know, got stuck in and died and what have you, but this big yeah. sinkhole opened up and all these people fell. But when they fell, they fell back to the time of like BC and they're trying to figure wow. out how to get out and, and, and what have you. And, and, and it's interesting because, you know, obviously they're of technology going back to when you know okay you're you're making a stone spear and you know there's saber-toothed tiger and 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 what have you and everything gets primitive but you know it's like well you have the knowledge to build this stuff so do it you know what i mean but they're they're, obviously it's a tv show but like it's kind of the same principle. It's like, yeah, okay, but- you went that back that far with this future, in a sense, futuristic mm-hmm. knowledge, like what Tartaria should have, or would have, would have had. And it's like replicated. Everything you have is around you. You just have to figure out because that there was cars down there, you know, every. Yeah. Like- you know, it's it's funny you it's function funny you uh, you mentioned that because I I believe there is a um, cave in England the cave of the lost souls I believe they mm. um, they call it um, and it's it's really oh, there are many uh, many different theories about it but just 
um, like literally cars from going back to the 40s, 50s have been thrown down that cave and um, like, but to to get there is it's it's dangerous. It's really dangerous because oh. you have to go deep into a cave over you know very steep and and slippery cave walls, and then um, boat yourself over a um, a lake which has become highly toxic because of all those. Right. Uh, all those cars and their parts just laying in there for decennia. Um, so how do you push or, or throw or however they, they did it, a full-sized car, just like a, for a four-seater, how do you push that down a cave? And exactly. like just, just one... Okay, yeah, like sure, maybe it was an accident. You know, it it happens, maybe it just kind of slipped through. Nature is is weird like that. But multiple like cars from the, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, even some more what yeah, what we consider more modern cars, and some even like still recognizable i saw a video on um on youtube about it uh, a creator who like actually went uh down that cave and in the comments i saw people who could actually name the um the brand and model of some of those cars oh that's crazy there. so yeah and if it's do you know if it's a sinkhole or however it, it got there, it, it seems unnatural. It, it, it's, it seems Im, impossible because that, I mean, that can go into is, a whole time slip episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 And speaking of time slip, which is probably, which is maybe a nice segue into the, um, the timeline uh, yes. part of Tartaria, because supposedly uh, there has been um, several hundred years, like I've seen numbers ranging from 700 years to a thousand years added to our timeline. This is what you originally reached out to me about was the coins. Yeah, the coins. Yeah, and I was right. like, dude, I, I'm no expert. <laughs> on any of this yeah and that sparked our whole conversation and yeah. led to our first episode and now we're finally going <laughs> to touch on it <laughs> yes yes and that's um that's also the the thing that i'm um myself most interested in okay. uh because of uh like I, I can i can even see evidence of that in my um my hometown i've I, i've been looking around and um like the the coins uh you mentioned which i shared to your mm -hmm. group and how all of this uh got started like you'll see um a uh of course a date stamped on it but either beginning with a um a i or a j mm -hmm. 
uh, which would stand for uh, Iesu or Jesus. So like so many years after Jesus. Right. Um, but they're trying to tell us that, no, 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 you're, you're seeing it wrong. That's a one. Hmm. Okay. I, I'm, I went to school. I finished school. I learned you, you how to read. have in your name. I'm I, pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I learned how to read and write at six years old. I think I can see the difference between a one and a J or a one and an I. So um, let's see. I have. Yeah, that actually um, goes back to. Um, also, a lot of Bible stuff, uh, mm. Revelations 20, the, the thousand year uh, reign of Christ. I will uh, touch upon that in a, uh, a moment. But the I and the J, I think, is really interesting because you'll see that on, um, on buildings, too, on the plaques. Um, even here in my, uh, my hometown, and I know that uh, the city of Leiden is a... Well, quite an old city like we have the oldest university in the country like just a couple of years ago it celebrated its 444th year of Damn. existing like it's uh, i believe the oldest university in the country wow that's that's um, old <laughs> yeah okay. I, i'm american so like you get into like 200 years we're like oh man Two, two, a little over 200, you know, <laughs> we're, we're pushing the 300 and you're like, oh yeah, you know, and we're, we're almost like 500. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. We're, we're, we're closing in on, uh, on 450. I believe that's yeah. in like two, three years, maybe. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's where my, my parents met each other. Um, oh, that's awesome. But, See, yeah. I, I love dig, digging into, to, to history and especially that part of the world you know what i mean because mm -hmm. it, it's way older than america is and it's so much has spawned out of there i.e tartaria and yeah and so much others but i i don't mean to interrupt so go on no that's it's fine um no but i've seen um plaques on uh on buildings in the more um like the the old uh old part of um, of Leida, which will have a um, a J in front of the um, in front of the rest. So I, I don't know. Just just naming something like J mm -hmm. seven hundred and sixty nine. But then we're supposed to believe that that's that's a one, um, and there is a. Uh, a desk in the palace of uh, in the palace of Versailles, actually, which also has that. Like it has a J and then um, three numbers after it. So that many years after Jesus, uh, oh. and even here's yeah. the thing I want to I I want to ask. I I kind of know why. I know your background and I relate a lot to your background and, and mm -hmm. your, your beliefs. Um, why do they, why do they stress Jesus so much? 
you you know what I mean? Because that that oh, whole religion that's, that's, was was adopted from many. That's a good question. I I guess I gave you some homework. Yeah, yeah. No, you you Sorry. You, sure, you sure did. No, um, I think because um, that was that was maybe because like everybody the, can relate to it. Yeah, and I think that was in the time where um, Catholicism and Roman Catholicism was really at at its um, at its high point. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, you'll you'll even you even have uh, graves in uh, graves and gravestones in I believe all the way in Indonesia from uh, Portuguese explorers mm. who have been. Uh, been buried there supposedly around the year um, 1476 I believe like right before or maybe right after the the discovery of America Uh, of course it's the the Portuguese Um, Portugal and Spain they were really big on exploring back then Um, and just to let you know um, more people in America are not buying the Christopher Columbus discovered America thing anymore. No, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, he he did discover. He yeah, he might have came here, but uh, no, he, he definitely he definitely wasn't the first. No, um, no those, your, those were those were your ancestors things. were here way before he was. Oh yeah, yeah, like several several hundred years. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But um, like again, even on those uh, those gravestones, you'll see J, and then like four four ninety two, four ninety six, um, something. And um, I, I don't I don't know why they're trying to uh, to tell us that it's supposed to be fourteen ninety two or fourteen ninety six. Like that that's the one thing I. Um, I'm still trying to to find an answer for myself too. Like, what do they gain by adding that much time to our timeline? I mean, yeah, you'll create confusion, obviously. Right. Um, but what what do they what do they gain from it? And I mean, yeah, it, it goes against the Bible and the the ruling class the parasitic elite like they know the bible they actually use it as as a um as a guide of what they want to bring into the world but just the bad stuff unfortunately yeah um but um yeah which is a nice segue into the uh the thousand year reign of christ in revelations 20 they speak of um a thousand years of christ after his second coming um and i know that a lot of uh christians or or believers in uh in christ are still waiting for that second coming or waiting for their salvation but if you actually read through the texts and um look at the people who he's speaking to he's speaking in present tense so when he's th- when he's speaking about um, like all of you 
will reign with me for a thousand years, or you know, you will witness my second coming. This generation mm-hmm. will witness my second coming. He's talking about the people back then. Right. He's not talking about us. No. So that's um, and they they like to um, divide that up in the uh, Satan bound and Satan unbound timeline because supposedly after the um thousand year reign of christ satan or the devil or lucifer or whatever kind of name you want to give to that uh that entity we all know what we're talking about anyway is uh released from the pit where he got locked up um to um so that he is free to deceive the masses and if you're looking at what's going on in the world right now oh yeah we're being deceived left right front and center by about everyone Mm -hmm. so like even just looking looking at that like yeah if you're a believer in that definitely satan is unbound so the, the thousand year reign, um, it has already happened. And um, funny enough, that happened right after the, um, the fall of Rome, the fall of the Roman Empire, the pagan Roman Empire. I used to have that date, date memorized. Was it five? Ah, I'm kicking myself in the ass because at I, one I point should, I, should, I should have written, written down more. Things. I want to say like 536 <laughs> or something like that. People, people listening are going to be like, no, dumbass, it was this and what have you. Because <laughs> at, at one point I was like, oh yeah, you know, the, the founding of Rome with Romulus and Remus and, you know, the yeah. two wolf brothers and, you know. Which, it, is but, a, which is an awesome story. It is. And then you had the fall of Rome, which everybody thought was the fall of of Christian Rome, but it wasn't. No, the fall of pagan Rome, mm-hmm. um, which is another thing entirely. But you know, uh, like especially here in Europe, you'll still find a lot of um, Roman structures buried underground. And um, what what we're told, at least, is uh, the one that are buried they were just left behind and just buried right by the people that used to live there because of some reason they had to move and instead of leaving their house or the the place where they lived like just leave it like that for i don't know other people maybe to uh, to live in or to give it back to nature over time no they decided that it was a good idea to bury it for whatever reason which i don't yeah yeah like why why is why is burying the first thing you you think about when you move out like even if you don't expect someone else living there anymore just leave it be nature will take its will take its course yeah. it will take it back why did burying um humans 
after we die become a thing because with your belief and and i'm yeah very on board more with that they they did not it was like i tell my wife all the time like you know hey i i know i'm not a a king of any sort but when i die put me on a, a raft on a funeral pyre and set me on fire and and let me go and she's like well you can't do that in the states i'm like well then find somewhere in the fucking world you can do that there there is actually um there is one state that uh that allows it i don't don't know from the top of my head which one some uh like a few months ago i found an article that says that there is actually a state that uh that will allow it under certain right circumstance and with the right papers because you know it's still bureaucracy um and a lot of uh, a lot of those roman uh buildings also got um buried by flooding especially in england and that was supposedly because of poor maintenance of the rivers and the riverbank okay i i live in 2022 and i don't see any city ordinance around where i live this could be completely different in any part of the world but uh i I do not see them going around uh especially the susquehanna river which is a very big river on, on on the east coast doing river maintenance like on the banks no they just let it flow even here in the netherlands like we're known for being surrounded by water and having Mm -hmm. many lakes and canals and and rivers like water is what we know it's what we do even at the uh technical university at delft um which is a city very important to the the royal family there is a uh, a study uh, for how to work with water and rivers and such. Um, like, f- for example, take those um, those well, what are now islands in Saudi Arabia, like those uh, palm tree shaped mm-hmm. islands and whatever. It's the Dutch who did that. Like, we we created a whole new province by just you know playing with the water and like we we made new land right just because we needed more space to to live on so we went from 11 to 12 provinces and that was back in the 1970s oh wow um so like but somehow those um those buildings those those houses or like even complete bathhouses are uh, are found were flooded due to poor maintenance of the rivers i mean like even if it floods due to heavy rainfall it doesn't flood a entire house or an entire entire bathhouse like even in those days that just no, it doesn't because happen e- even from a modern day survivalist mindset if if you're gonna if if you're out in the wilderness and you need to build a shelter you know to seek higher ground than 
say you're around a, a, a stream or a river, you know, you want to be high enough that if something like that would happen, you're not, your basic little structure isn't going to be swept away in the middle of the night, you know, oh. and now take that on a, on, on a grand scheme of things, you know, you're not going to build a fucking city where it can be wiped out by water. You're, you're going to build it on, on far enough away, but yet close or, enough to where it's not going to hurt you and you can still access it. I mean, the city of Amsterdam is basically built on, uh, on water. A lot of the structure is just um, like big wooden poles on which right. a lot of the houses rests. But still, the city of Amsterdam has been here for hundreds of, of years, like even before it was, you know, the city of, of Amsterdam and it just was a small, smaller, small-ish town. It was still a lot of water, but we managed to build on it and it's still, right. still standing. And so the the poor maintenance like i don't see them doing maintenance on on the river here or on the river banks and like like i said i'm i'm dutch i'm surrounded by water i don't have to go very far to come to a a body of water whether that be a a small lake or a small river or even the sea you know i'm i'm mm-hmm what like 30 45 minutes away from from the sea from the ocean so and that was in in england which is like the whole of britain is it's an island right so you have to know water there because you're you're literally surrounded by the sea and it, it rains there even more than it does here in the netherlands mm-hmm. Which is a stretch because it, it rains here a lot too, but it's even worse <laughs> over there. Uh, so, yeah. So how does how does the 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 I and the J with with the uh, the numbers after it? How does that play into your religious beliefs? Because. Like you were saying, um, they try to explain that with, with Christianity and Catholicism, and you're you're a heathen. And I mean, I I think it's it it's true when they say that it stands for uh, for Jesus or uh, or Jesus, but then um, then still we have over the the many thousands of years that we have um, as. Uh, as humans have been tracking time, uh, whether that be through, um, you know, a solar calendar or a, a lunar calendar or whatever, we've had so many different ways of tracking time and switched so many times um, to so many different calendars. Like the the latest is Julius Caesar. We went from yeah. the Gregorian calendar to the Julian calendar, just because, you know, I'm Julius Caesar, I can do this, you know, right. I'm that, I'm that important. So like, I, I even think that um, even if it's that many 
hundred years, not that many thousand years after uh, after Christ, I still don't think that's um, that that's the the actual timeline. Like I I have no idea of where we should start measuring time. Like, are we going to start measuring time from? like the dawn of civilization, because then we're talking hundreds of thousands of years. Right. Are we talking like from the first calendar, like the, the, when it was first written down or, or set in, in stone? That could be another 10,000 plus years. Um, so I don't know. I think this is just the latest timeline, if, if, that, make, if that makes sense sense because we've like i said we've switched from calendars and and the way we keep track of time we have switched so many times i don't i i doubt if there is anyone still alive who knows what year it actually is what what time what what age we are actually living in because apparently jesus was important enough that we like started we started counting from from the moment he was he was born and like we're now um i mean i guess then one one thousand and twenty two years yeah um after after his gets me about that is why um, why was he chosen to be and everybody would be like he he's god's chosen son and i get that but at the end of the day that's what we're told you know what i mean and then if that story is true and here's our rabbit hole for the evening ladies and gentlemen (laughs) um then why take so many beliefs from the norse pagan belief and switch it up to give you christmas give you easter give you so many other yeah, you know, traditions in that religion when when basically it all stems from 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 Norse pagan belief. Yeah, just you know, Germanic paganism, Norse Norse paganism. Mm-hmm. Like you have Jesus hanging on the cross, you have Odin hanging himself on the uh, on the world tree on the Yggdrasil, um, and like odin was stabbed with his his own spear jesus right. was supposedly stabbed <laughs> with a spear there there's just i mean of course it's it's a lot easier to uh convert people if you um if you make their beliefs like kind of transform it to to your beliefs if you just right. just tell them like oh no no like that was ours already like it's it's the same yeah so like our god is your god too so hey you know and And they they did that with with your with the the heathen norse pagans german pagan ancestry and and were very successful with it at at built built their churches on our our holy places you know in in the woods and groves that we consider sacred on the places that we had uh, we had our temples, and from uh, from what I even heard from um, 
one of my uh, fellow admins in the, the tribe of the Grey Horned Pagans is that they even made us, like us heathens, us pagans, build their churches oh, I on would not what was that our holy place, what were our holy groves, our holy woods. Um, and but yeah, then, then you cut the Frisians and like they you don't, like you don't mess with the with the Frisians because there was this one um, one priest um, Boniface Bonifacius. Uh, he tried to con- converse the Frisians. Um, I got two kids living in Frisia. I've been there many times. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say that I know the Frisians through and through, but I know how um, how proud they are and how mm-hmm. no nonsense. And they'll tell you. And he was stupid enough to cut down one of our sacred oaks, like one of our most sacred oaks. So, yeah, Frisians got mad, got his his big axe and Boniface even held the Bible, his Bible above his head, like, God, please save me from this heathen. Axe versus versus book and skull, like, guess who won? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Um, This is going to lead to another fucking segue that that I love. (laughs) I I love having you on Stein. Um, I could talk to you for hours and hours. I know it's very late where you are, and I I appreciate. Well, it's okay. It's that, that close you to stay one a.m., so it's still kind of early. Oh, okay. Well, it's not as late as I was thinking. So, but uh, <laughs> it's still late. Um, but uh, man, uh, I I don't know where do you, where do you want to go next on on this journey of oh, Tartaria? There's, there's so much just to, to give a tease. Talk about like I, I can even go go further into the the timeline because there is so much more to uh, to talk about because that even uh, goes into um, into our maps like because mm, um, supposedly the, the city of Pompeii we we all know what uh, what happened to the, the city of P- Pompeii which is right. very tragic supposedly it got dist- um, destroyed destroyed by volcanic activity mm-hmm. in 79 AD but there are maps um from the years 1514 1570 1607 1605 1570 1603 even who still depict pompeii as a city as a still standing inhabited city and the map from 1575 by one um antonio lefari lefari i don't know italian on his uh, on his map, he even depicts Pompeii with cathedrals still standing. Oh, but man. If, but that's fifteen seventy five. Let's yeah, that's, let's that's... just like like take that as fifteen seventy five. But it was destroyed by volcanic activity supposedly in seventy nine A.D. That's that's close to 1,500 years later. 
yeah, it was, <laughs> like... was 1500 years later was that that map was drawn and written and Pompeii was still there. It was still a city. There were still people living there. It was still a place you can go to. And um, maybe that's why it, um, it explains why when they unearth these humans that have died, like in Pompeo or even mm-hmm. mummies from Egypt, why they're so well preserved because they haven't been dead for that long. No, you, you think even with um, with pumice or uh, pumstone, just like even thousands of years, it, it's not preserved that well. Like, Mm-mm. yeah, the mummies are still, they're preserved well, but they're still thousands of years old and you have to really carefully unwrap them. But they're um, still preserved. You yeah. Know I mean, we, we can't do that now. Okay. You know what I mean? like, no, like, I mean, yeah, we have all kinds of, um, of, of balming tech techniques and whatever, but that, that was really sophisticated even now, even back then, but there was a, um, a Jesuit priest, of course, it has to be a Jesuit, Jesuit priest mm. who apparently in 16, 1603 witnessed the destruction of Pompeii and uh, drew pic- drew two pictures of um, before and after. But that's 1603. Wow. When they tell us it got destroyed in 79 AD. Something's off so, yeah. with that Very timeline. <laughs> Very. Like that's, that's, more than a thousand years like 1500 years plus mm-hmm. off like sure I'm, I'm you know sometimes i'm off by by a couple minutes i like you know maybe in the morning get up at seven when i could have gone up at eight but that's like an hour you don't miss years those big events like the destruction of an entire city by a volcano like you don't miss that or misinterpret that for having happened 1500 years later that's much too long very so that's just that's the whole timeline thing it just doesn't it doesn't make sense it doesn't add up and uh going back to the uh thousand year reign of christ there were several um empires in that day who have reigns who have existed for a thousand years and like most empires even the um the british empire as as big as it was as as you know it, it they managed to conquer a lot of india like for for britain that's the whole other side of the world even they didn't last for a thousand years not even close i think it was more like a couple hundred years but you have for example uh the the dark ages or what they tell us are the dark ages like the, the timeline we're given is from 500 
to 1500s, which is a thousand years, which is a lot for any empire, for any age to exist. And if that was supposed to be a, a Christian empire, a time of light, then it, you know, it would only be suitable that they call it a dark age because, you know, they have to reverse it, of course. Exactly. And, 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 and you're talking thousands of years. Pardon me. Um, look where America is and we're not even 300 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're, we're some say we're on the verge of falling the fuck apart. <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? Even, but, even the Netherlands had different colonies, you know, Suriname and the, the, uh, the ABC islands, Indonesia, but you know, we didn't manage to hold on Mm-mm. Belgium, you know, very famous for, uh, or infamous, I should say, for what they did in the uh, in the Congo in Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, Europe, like we loved Africa, and we all wanted a piece of that. You know, new lands, a lot of resources, didn't last long. You know, a no. couple hundred years. But we're told best. all these old civilizations and and yeah, the, the Dark Ages, the, the the Byzantine yeah. Empire. The Holy Roman Empire lasted all for a thousand years. Like you even had a a African Christian Empire, mm-hmm. the um, the Exumite, that reigned for a thousand years. Um, which you can also find in the uh, the old Babylonic texts like mm-hmm. their their kings they reigned for thousands of years like if you look at the um the sumerian king list like it's it spans tens of thousands of years like you don't expect a list like you expect a whole encyclopedia encyclopedia from just kings and what they did and whatever but no it's it's a list with every one of those kings reigning like up to five thousand years and now after the um the fall of pagan rome um we supposedly have more empires more kings reigning for a thousand years mm-hmm. so but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's, <laughs> the, the, the whole timeline thing. It's so it's, it's, it doesn't as, make any sense. It's as interesting as it is confusing. It, yes. Very and, well said. <laughs> interesting as it, <laughs> as it is confusing. Cause it's like, you know, we, we talked mud flood. We, we've, we've talked melted buildings. We've talked timeline. We've talked, on an array of different topics on Tartaria. And, and, and this one, I said, Stein, I'm going to do everything I can not to get you off on a rabbit hole because (laughs) that's how my mind works. And I hope I did. I I hope I did that other than that one rabbit hole. Yeah, no, no, you do. No, you're you're asking all the right questions. It's like, you know, there's so much to this. So, yeah. 
you know and this is just two two topics and there is so much other things to be uh to be found you know like for example for example you, you mentioned it earlier the world fairs and mm-hmm. those giant buildings just spanning multiple football fields uh-huh and they're supposed to be temporary and but... we didn't even have automobile blah, automobiles and cranes or anything like that you know what i mean and like, if you had a train it was it was maybe a steam train right oh, at, well i meant crest oh crane yeah like a the, like you know pick up big, yeah, heavy yeah, yeah, object. yeah 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 so but no yeah, that it's was like, all all rope and pulley uh-huh supposedly but and all and built huge in, in the... glass windows and yeah. fronts like how do you make glass that big and built in the span of just a couple years like maybe not even years some 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 were like months yeah and i i seen um in one video in particular was uh in the comment section was a professional glass blower who actually commented on that and he was just like yo even with how we're doing it now it's impossible mm-hmm. to first of all get that amount of glass in that short amount of time and then we're not even talking about the placement and how long that must have took right and how many how many men and how precise it it all is and if they're temporary buildings supposedly then First of all, why make them that huge? Mm. Because they didn't they didn't make a profit from those fairs. Like some cities, they you know they lost a couple million. Big time. And if there's if they're temporary, then why stone pillars for support? Then why wrought iron? on the roof to hold that together it's just that doesn't sound very temporary no not at all i mean like people put wrought iron fences up because they last you know what i mean like yeah well, why would you put it on the, just to world, destroy just it for a world's <laughs> fair that doesn't last longer than like what a couple months mm-hmm. maybe and even that's that's long and people from all over the world come so, and see that. Right. You know, we'll spend months traveling. And just how giant, how how, how big those and buildings. And where did these people get all this money to travel that far? You know what I mean? Like, you're talking people coming from Europe. You're talking people coming from... <laughs> you know america over to europe or wherever or some next buggy and, yeah and with with, with no boats planes. like yeah you know they'll spend just weeks crossing the atlantic just to get to mainland america mm-hmm. and then from there horse and buggy all the way to like wherever the fair was at that moment yeah we'll just say chicago 
You know what yeah. I mean? Chicago. But, uh, but <laughs> that's how e- they say even it. Even then, from, from the coasts, you know, like days, you have to weeks, months. first have to make sure that you have a horse and buggy waiting there for you. Mm-hmm. Or that's wherever you uh, you arrive with the boat, that there is a place for you to, um, you know, to sleep. Because if you, you spend weeks on um, on the ocean, then I can imagine that, you know, solid ground, okay, let's just... You, yeah, you need get, a few days to get your sea legs back to, to, to land legs. Yeah. <laughs> and then travel with horse and buggy, which I can imagine is very uncomfortable it's it's all wood like yeah they'll, they'll have cushions but no it's you know it's, yeah. it's still uncomfortable and then we have amish days, here and, and they still days travel. on end yeah they still travel in horse and buggy and their seats okay it, they might put a piece of, of of curled metal for for like a spring mm-hmm. no it's still not comfortable man you know what no. i mean it, not it, and they're traveling on paved roads. We're talking no paved roads, dirt you know, roads. Yeah, dirt. Uh, even paving your own way at at, at some point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there there's no maps. There's no you know you just. But then that leads to well, if there's no maps and and nothing's laid out, how do you know to travel in that direction? Like that that national park I mentioned at the beginnings, like yeah. no roads until the 1930s like right. not mapped until the 1930s so how do you know how to get there mm-hmm. like through locals yeah okay sure but they'll they'll tell you you know you go there and like for that many miles then you go left and right and you go there for that many miles and then you like just hope that you remembered it well mm-hmm. and you know that nothing's changed underway yeah like the 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 one big tree that they tell you to turn right at uh, I, I hope it didn't yeah. get knocked down in a fucking storm or someone come and cut it down for or for the tree <laughs> or that tree falls over the road and you have yeah. to find you have to find a way around it and exactly. then get back on the main road and just it doesn't there there are things that they uh they tell us like if you're if you're in school yeah of course you're not going to question it you know you just have to remember the details to pass the pass, test pass the test that's all like that's that's why you learn that stuff so you can pass the test at like the end of the month or at the end of the week or whenever the test is exactly but you don't remember it and i think they they do that uh, do that on purpose they they make learning um like not fun on purpose so that later in life it'll deter you from looking into things like this because mm-hmm. like i hated learning and studying at school why would i do it now like i'm not in school anymore i've done my fair share of learning i've done my fair share of studying i'm done with that so i'm not going to do it anymore like if they tell me that happened sure yep cool it happened if you say so whatever but now you we want to free think and and look into things on our own which makes it 
exciting and adventurous and yeah a whole lot of emotions that 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 come with it whether it's you know oh, oh man you know i thought this and now i feel sad or i thought this and now i'm scared or i, I thought this and now i'm looking into that and i feel happy but that that the one thing that's for sure is you've got your mind blown over and over oh, again and just exactly. when you think that you that you know how uh how things go you'll find another rabbit hole connected to the rabbit hole you're already in exactly and, you know <laughs> i mean i stumbled on on tartaria by like totally by accident i think it was through the um the Bloomberg article where they call right. this the uh, the QAnon of architecture, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe I even found that article through someone else uh, who I follow on Telegram, who I got recommended by someone else on on Minds. So it's it, it just it's, and, it's crazy how how all these little pieces come together just like how you and i originally hooked up you know you reached yeah. out you, you showed me you know I'll, I'll throw it back to the coins and i'm like dude i don't know but hey come on the show and enlighten me and here we are we're we're now on part two yeah fixing to wrap up <laughs> and, and and probably gonna re- record a part three on some more stuff because every yeah. time you and I get together, it, you bring hammers and I try not to, this one, I tried not to lead you off on, on, on many, <laughs> many different rabbit holes, but you know, rabbit holes are always fun to go down. No, but and there's just so much that you can, is. you can link to Tartaria or that has things in common mm-hmm. with Tartaria or with like what we're told that that it is and it's just it's like the the entire history like we're basically rediscovering history like the actual history and tartaria is just like even with how how big of a topic it is it's it's still a minor thing yeah so on that note we'll wrap up there stein uh let my listeners again know where they can <laughs> they can get a hold of you uh man god brother this uh, so much fun I, I i love it every time you know what i mean yeah. and you you have so much to offer to the world and i'm not going to say he's starting a podcast but he might start a podcast and if he does make sure you go listen to his podcast because he he, yeah this guy uh, this guy's knowledgeable it's it's in the works a lot of a lot of things are uh, are in the works but um you can find me on minds minds.com slash stein fox i am also on telegram of course which is t.me forward slash stein fox um i have a tribe a uh, heathen pagan tribe but everyone is uh welcome of course as long as you're open-minded and mm. somewhat spiritually minded which are the greyhorn pagans which you can find at t.me forward slash greyhorn pagans and that's 
where I'm most active. That's where most of my time and energy and resources are spent. And with the Greyhorn Pagans, we're planning to do a uh, a whole lot of exciting stuff. So uh, can't wait. Oh, That's man. a good channel. Um, <laughs> it sure is. Now, in, in I heard it coming out a little bit. Now, in your native tongue, can yeah. you tell people goodbye, good luck, however you, you, you tell people goodbye? Because I love every time I, I, I hear that language. It, it's just like, oh, oh dear. Okay. Um. Dames en heren, bij deze wens ik u een goede nacht en vergeet vooral niet te kijken op mijn kanalen en luister naar de podcast, want het is allemaal reuze interessant. Dank jullie wel. Oh man, that was beautiful. Now, can you give me the translation? Uh, <laughs> oh, geez. oh, fuck yeah, no. of course. No, no, of course not. No, um, I, um, ladies and gentlemen. I wish you all a good night. Uh, don't forget to check out the channels I mentioned. Uh, and do listen to the podcast because it is all very, very interesting. Thank you and good night. That was beautiful. And Stein, I, gi- I, gi- I give you the world, man. Um, I'm a small podcast, but you reached out. You're my only uh, Netherlands listener that (laughs) that I know of. And uh, now a contributor to my third eye podcast. And um, man, brother, you're setting up for more episodes. And, and I love that. And I think um, down the road, uh, I don't know. I'm seeing maybe a slight, side project on a, a couple other things that 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 could come with you and i on yeah. on some different topics but uh for sure for thank sure. you again and i know you stay up late to <laughs> accommodate my my hours and no, uh, it's it's fine i uh, i i love i love talking about this so the the how late it is or the hours it it really doesn't bother me like if i keep if i get going i keep going i so. know and i love that because then you get my mind thinking and I'm like, and tonight I, I, I literally was sitting here. Don't ask that question because it's be a rabbit <laughs> hole. don't ask this question. Cause it's going to be a rabbit hole and it's going to take you off topic. And, and, but uh, cause we'd be first, sitting here for another hour. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 which isn't bad, but um, at, at the end of the day, you know, I, I want you to get your, your, your knowledge out there and, and what you've researched and just present it to the world, man. And I, I love it. So well, thank again, you for giving me that opportunity uh, anytime, you know, that, and thank you for, again, staying up a little later, um, <laughs> but, but, but you're used to it. Like you said, uh, yeah. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that was Stein Fox with Tartaria part two, and maybe we might do three, four, five, 29 who knows <laughs> who knows where this will go but uh yeah stein fox with tartaria and thank you for tuning in to another episode of my third first things first i'm gonna say all the words inside my head i'm fired up and tired of the way that things have been oh ooh, the 
Beauty through the 